what was really quite like jolting was that it was basically a time capsule of our life five years ago. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Sideways Life podcast. I am Al. I am Leanne. And today we're talking about storage. Should you store your shit or not? Is, is, is that a good title? I think I think that is the perfect title. So this fits very much, listeners, you'll know this already, our framework, why, how, where. This fits into the how. So if you're thinking about living and working abroad, what do you do with all your shit? Do you sell it? Do you store it? Do you bin it? All the answers will be revealed today from our experience and perspective. Okay, so let's just take you back in time. I wish I could do some like taking <laughs> back into... Oh, that sad music, that sad music. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that imagine you watch tv and everything's kind of going a bit sepia and weird we're going back in time to 2017 2017 if you know you know um 2017 and we were living in this wonderful beautiful house in spain in the campo in spain which is the countryside in an olive grove no neighbors well there was a neighbor downstairs but she was barely there yeah swimming pool beautiful views gorgeous and we moved in there and we were like, this is our house for a long time. We were pretty sure it's a long time. This mm-hmm. is pre-Brexit. So mm-hmm. Those of you listening who don't know what Brexit is, then I'm sure I'm sure there's no one. But Brexit was the, in our opinion, ridiculous decision for the UK to leave, EU, leave the EU. Yes. And more on a personal level, it meant that we no longer had security in Spain. We didn't know what was going to happen. This was when the vote happened and we had four years. So we didn't really know what was going to happen. We did not. So the vote, the referendum went through in favour of the UK leaving Europe in June 2016. And that was about the time as well that we found out that it was quite likely Trump was going to become president of the US. And we were all like, what the fuck is going on? Little did we know <laughs> that was the start of a massive shit show over the last five years now, six years. Mm-hmm. Ooh, take me back to 2016 now. Good times. It was a, it was a simpler time. So one of our decisions, what we had this house, we'd bought loads of things for it. We were really excited. We'd been in Spain at that point for about four years, maybe five. Yes. And we should probably say as well, this was only part furnished. Mm-hmm. So we had things like beds and wardrobes and stuff like that, but there wasn't really much else. There was no like cutlery, crockery, kitchen shit, sheets, towels, all the kind of stuff that you need to, to live. It was only part furnished. So we did have to acquire some things. And acquire we did. We built out loads of stuff. We built out basically our dream house, I think, Mm -hmm. which was pretty good considering that, what, I wasn't 40 at that point or just turned 40. um, And uh, you were still about 19 or something. I don't know how old you are. (laughs) Um, And so we were really excited. This is going to be our dream house. And then we decided, do you know what? Let's just go and try and live in every single country in Europe before Brexit happened, which was the 31st of December 2020? Yeah, and it was the, yeah, it was early January or mid January, I think was it the official like dong of sodding Big Ben, the most disgraceful use of a of a national icon. What's it called? Monument, you know. Anyway, but actually, that wasn't <laughs> quite when we decided out. Was it not? I'm just chuckling at, at official dong, which reminds me of uh, Donald Trump again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, yeah, the official dong. I tell you what, 50%, well, almost 50% of our un, of our um, listeners come from North America. So we've probably just offended about 75, 25% of all of our listeners. Sorry about that. It's our view. 
you have yours. There's no judgment here. It's just from our well, perspective. There no, there's no judgment. It's just oh, our perspective. Okay. It's just our view. You don't agree, you don't agree, or whatever. But, I mean, you're wrong, but whatever. Uh, I'm joking. Joking I am, I'm joking I am. But what I mean is that it, it wasn't actually then that we decided to do every country in Europe before Brexit. We packed up our home in Spain. For various reasons, our dream house was starting to get a bit, a bit shady. Um, so we decided it was time to leave that house. So why not have six months of traveling? Mm. Earlier that year, we'd been to Thailand for the first time. Beckin loved it for our friend's wedding. So we were kind of like, let's just take six months. Let's do a little travel around Europe. But at that point, we met friends from Slovakia and various other cool places. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's do three months of Europe, run up to Christmas, three months in Southeast Asia. And then we'll come back to Spain, get our shit, find a new house, live happily ever after. Narrator, that is not what happened. No. So... Basically, this is what happened is that we left. We loved traveling so much. We thought, oh, we'll stick our stuff in storage for six months and then we'll just keep going. And got to the end of the six months. Yep, keep going, keep going, keep going. And that then fast forward that to essentially last week. And that was five years, almost exactly five years. It is. But let's go back to the beginning. If you are thinking of this as as a how, is storage a good option? Let's imagine a world where... We stored our stuff, came back after six, 12 months and remained to live in Spain. Is storage a good option? Yes. And I think as well, finding a really good storage company. And by good, I mean just people that that help you out. So bear in mind, we were in the Campo about 30 miles north of Malaga. Um, They sent us up all of the boxes, various sizes, lots of different packing tissues and bubble wraps, the little sellotapey things. Um, They came to collect it. They took it away and then they put it in the storage. So from a service perspective, if you are looking at storing a lot lot of stuff, I think working with a company like that is actually really helpful. It took a lot of the stress out of it. All we had to do is knowing that if everything can fit in these boxes, it'll fit in the storage unit and we're cool. And in fact, it's a lesson we've taken with the way that we travel now. Uh, we've measured out when we when we had our old car, we had we managed to get more boxes in it. We've measured out the inside of our car, and you know those um, I don't know if it's still, whether they're called in the US or Australia, really useful boxes. But basically, they're plastic boxes that you um, that you can sort of just they've got a lid and you clip the lid shut. So we went and bought about. 15 of those, maybe 10 of those, they all fitted in the car, they had a particular place, a sticker on the side where it goes, and we now know that if it fits in the boxes, then it'll fit in the car. And that's a great way of packing up if you are moving quite regularly with a car. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine that on a much mi- more micro scale, you could do that with a, with a backpack. I'd imagine. I can imagine you could, yeah. Anyway. And in terms of affordability, the storage unit we found was fairly affordable. It's it was 300 euros for six months, so about 270 pounds, I'm guessing, maybe, I don't know, a dear in dollars, maybe around. So I think it's one to one at the moment of is euro it? to dollar. Shut I think up. It is. I think it is. But anyway. Well, I would imagine we're going to get a lot more people from the States in Europe then, flipping out. Yeah, I'm sure it was. But anyway, by the time you're listening to this, this could be two years in the future, so it might it not could. be. Good. But what a great opportunity if you are from the States to travel around Europe with that conversion rate exactly and if you are two years in the future will you just drop us an email and tell us if ryan reynolds is the actual president of the united states because <laughs> i think that would be a cool move i think he's canadian oh is he Can i don't think be... he, i don't think you're allowed oh you're not racist aren't they <laughs> <laughs> that might be the same in most places yeah but... it probably is anyway so 
Um, where are we up to? We've, we've rambled a lot. I'm sorry. We've, let, me, let me just tell you what our last like four or five days has been like. So you heard about the beginning of the storage. The middle of the storage, during the storage, the storage era. I didn't gonna, think about it at all. Well, why would <laughs> That was you? the best bit. Yeah, because you just basically shell out 300 euros every six months that you don't ever have to think about it ever again. However, we realized we spent, what was it? So it's 600 euros times five years. That's 3,000 euros storing our stuff. We're back in, Manche- in um, Malaga for the, in Spain for the first time long term. Mm-hmm. in about five years and we thought we have to empty our storage unit and you know what's going to be really exciting there's going to be so many cool things in it narrator again there were not cool things in it <laughs> so if you're on if you if you follow us on instagram go and have a look because you'll see that the Anne did a kind of live thing of of us unloading all these boxes and, and the worst thing was that it was hot day and the sun was beating down and we just unloaded the box and neat almost every box we opened, we went why the hell did we keep this mm-hmm. so Shall we do the shall we do the spoiler and say what we've ended up with from 30 boxes? We yes. can do that at the end. Yeah, no, let's do it. So 30 boxes, 50 centimeters by 50 centimeters by 50 centimeters, about 30 of those, plus a load of furniture, including stools, chairs, desks, tables. We are now left with one box, 50 by 50 by 50. Mm-hmm. That's it mm-hmm. out of the whole lot. And it's not even stuff that we've kept. It's things like photographs and... Mm mementos and memories and it's all sentimental stuff really it's nothing it's not stuff we're gonna let you into a bit of a secret on our um (laughs) on how cheesy we are as a couple leah do you want to tell them about the birthday presents yeah i can't even remember when we started it but it was fairly early on it was certainly before we were married so we're looking at least 11 12 years that we've been doing this but my birthday is in november our birthday is in may so they were nice six months apart and i can't remember who started it i think it might have been you i can't remember um but basically every birthday we'd get each other a mug they would have photographs on or a cup or if anyone doesn't know your northern accent it'd be a mug a mug a coffee a coffee cup tea cup coffee cup you're right coffee cup yeah a coffee cup with um pictures on or sayings on or funny things that we'd experienced in that six months and we'd buy each other that for our birthdays so for the last 12 years we have collected 24 mugs that document what that six months in between our birthdays was like and we unpacked our storage unit and there they were and they were really cute they were things like we we had a dog we had a puppy so there's pictures of our puppy then we had things like something Leanne says was quite weird. She she says cheeses, the word cheeses, as in multiple of cheese in a cheeses. weird way. Say it again, Leanne. Cheeses. <laughs> now say fishes. Fishes. <laughs> I think it's plural of anything like that, Leanne <laughs> likes. But um, so there was things like um, cheeses. What did you say? Cheeses. Cheeses. And she has a picture of a cheese. It sounds stupid. I know you're going, what the hell am I listening to this drivel for? The fact is, it's very sentimental. It was something which we were... It was a tradition. It was. It was. And we even did it when we were stuck in Slovenia and Czechoslovakia, uh, sorry, Czechia and all those. But anyway, mm-hmm. so we went through them today and unfortunately we threw them all out. Yes, we did. And so that comes to the second part, I suppose, is the question is, do you store or do you not? And should we see if we can answer that? I mean, you said yes. If you're going to be mm-hmm. out away for six months, of course you're going to store. Of course. I think the first thing is to really... If you are thinking about storing stuff, really taking a hard look in the mirror and asking yourself, am I a hoarder? Mm -hmm. 
because if you're a hoarder, you shouldn't you shouldn't store her. <laughs> I feel like there's some sort of snappy phrase like hoarders don't don't become storers or something like that. Nice, but I think we bearing in mind we'd already packed up our life in the UK and moved abroad. We'd already got rid of loads of stuff. Mm-hmm. We've we've travelled full time for five years. We have clear outs usually every six months of stuff that we've got. We don't really hoard. No, we just keep things that are either sentimental or meaningful, or it seems wasteful to throw away if we can't charity shop it at some point or sell it. We don't. I would not class us as hoarders at all. I think we're pretty brutal actually. But I'm looking through that storage unit stuff and thinking, like you said, why did I keep this? It's bordering on a bit hoardy. So I think if you are thinking about storage, one, do you have the discipline to go through all your stuff and really, really, truly think is future Beth or Jamie going to need this? Um, If you can do that or if you are really nervous about changing your life and moving abroad and you think there's a fair chance you will come back, then yes, I think storage would be an option. And as well, assuming that it's affordable. Yeah, so I think lesson number one is, do you really need it? Yes. And there is stuff, there is stuff like Leanne found an album that her mum put together, what, 20 years ago? It's my 21st birthday, right. so more than that. Yeah. So, oh no, no how no. old am I? No, not yet. Woohoo. <laughs> Slightly less. But this is bordering on 20 years old, this um, this album. And it must have taken your mum hours and hours. She's basically, this is, we're talking, what, you were 21 in 2011? No, 2001, whatever it was. Uh, 2005. Right. So this is before like the iPhone had just come out. So she was literally stick it, go into the chemist, get your, um, or the pharmacy, get your photos developed, stick them in a book, etc. That's irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. So even though it's big and bulky, I think that needs to stay. Yes. However, the majority of stuff, like we, we took picture frames out and we were like, why have we kept this? And then I started taking the, the photos out thinking, why am I doing this? I've got these photos electronically somewhere, so it just doesn't make any sense. So, so I suppose question number one is, should you store it? Do, you know, do you really need it? Is it irreplaceable? Um, question number two, I think, is that can you, how much does it cost to replace mm-hmm. it? I mean, we look at the £3,000. If we just put €50 Euros aside every single month to replace things as and when we needed it, or as a fund for when we found our dream house... Mm-hmm. We still wouldn't. We wouldn't have spent all that to replace what we've just thrown away. Yeah, and, and it depends what's in your your house. You know, all of our kind of our kitchenware, plates, bowls, all that kind of shit. It was just IKEA. Mm-hmm. Our bedding was kind of just you know cost effective stuff. It wasn't like expensive silk sheets or anything. Um, so yeah, unless it's unless it's a family heirloom or you've invested a lot of money in your your household belongings, then if you're talking Ikea, you, you're going to be able to, but that, that shit's there for 18 months, two years, you're going to be able to buy it back. But also the reality is that even if you have invested more money in your, your household things, then you have to ask yourself, is it just that you're reluctant to part with it because you've invested money in it or because it's sentimental? If it's sentimental, absolutely. You find somewhere to keep that stuff. But, you know, try and be selective because, you know. But if it's just you want to keep it because you've invested some money in it, sell it. Put that into your fund for either future house or your travels or whatever else that is actually going to make a difference to your life now because 
that stuff in storage is just in storage, isn't it? If it's not sentimental and it's not just Ikea shit, let somebody else enjoy it and get pleasure from it. Absolutely. And then we, and just when I say throw away, we're actually probably about 95% of it has been we've either sold or we've given away. So it's not like it's just gone straight in the bin. You know, no. we're not, we, we are relatively um, cognizant of, of environmental issues. Um, so, so there's that. So you've got, so you've got the question of, um, is it sentimental? You've got the question of, can I replace it? Um, and also on this, can I replace it thing? What's interesting is we found in almost every house we go to, whether it's a long-term or, well, it's different if it's a long-term, but if it's, it's a long-term or short-term, there's usually about 30 to 70 euros worth of stuff we need to buy. Mm-hmm. So if you assume that every month you're going to spend 30 euros on something you need for a house, then why not put 30 euros a month aside? And then when you do move into your house, you've got yourself whatever 12 times 30 euros is, <laughs> uh, 12, 24, three, you've got 360 pounds to spend on your new house. So, I mean, I think that's, you're looking at me back kind of strangely. Yeah, yeah, no, you agree. <laughs> so, can you replace it? Is it sentimental? Can you set aside money to replace these things? Um, the, th- the fourth lesson I think we learned was around the wine, wasn't it? Oh, my Heartbreaking. God. <laughs> I'm not sure Leanne can talk about this yet. Oh, if you, um, if you do follow us on Instagram, you would have seen how excited we were when we found the Posh Wines box. That was how we labelled it, Posh Wines. <laughs> um, so we left in the September 2017. Al 40 in the May. And as one of his birthday presents, we did a beautiful tour of the Ribera del Duero region in northern Spain. Um, we went to lots of different bodegas, lots of different wineries, bought some wines. And we we're only going to be away for six months. So we we're like, well, we won't, we won't rush ourselves to drink them because we're probably talking about... Oh, I don't know, two, three hundred euros of wine? Easily. And we there was one box of three wines in it, and I think we spent 120 euros on those three mm-hmm. wines alone. Mm-hmm. So not loads of money. We're not talking like we spent like three grand on a bottle of wine. <laughs> but in our little world, that's quite expensive. Um, so we're like, yeah, we'll leave them in storage. We'll come back to them. It'll be fine. Narrator, it was not fine. And we opened a couple of them on Saturday because we had friends coming around. So we're like, oh, well, you know, we'll see if it's if they're drinkable. We'll we'll whack them out. They're just vinegar. They were ruined, absolutely ruined. So anything like that, anything perishable, don't bother storing it. Clothes, don't bother storing it unless you're going to store it for thirty years and they come back round in fashion. Hello, two thousand and one. That seems to be back at the minute. Nirvana t-shirt. I know, but unless you're going to keep it for that long, then there's no point. There's fuck all point. There really is. I mean, so. If you've got a perishable, in terms of food, wine, I mean, you wouldn't keep food in storage. Um, but in terms of wine, don't do it. Uh, we kept some whiskies there. I mean, I got for my 40th a very expensive Japanese whiskey. Um, easily, I think it's about 150 quid for that whiskey. And that seems to have survived okay. Yes, yeah. But we're lucky with that. But I mean, not saying drink that, you know, down it with, with Coke or whatever. But there's other things you can do. I mean, why not give it away, you know, to someone who really likes whiskey? Yes. Go on. You look really confused. I think I'm about to really upset you, but I don't know whether to do it on the podcast or wait until later. Let's let's do it in public. She's pointing the at the Tom whiskey behind us. Yeah. Is that the one you said before I got that for my birth and I really want to... Yeah. There's no whiskey in it. Oh, no, what's in it? Just coins, like change. Oh, no. When you oh. said that, I was like, where did that come from? But I was like, okay. Right, so... Just to give you the picture, this is this is happening live 
on while it's recorded, but it's happening whilst we're doing the podcast. I got this lovely bottle. There's a, there's a, there's like um, you know how Scottish whiskies come in a case, and it's got the bottle inside. Well, I've got this lovely case of Tom and Tool whiskey. Huh? Tool sounds funny. <laughs> um, whiskey that I've been carrying around, thinking I'm going to. Do you know what? That that feels full to me. I'm going to open that and I'm going to drink that maybe. And Leanne's just pointed out there's no whiskey in it. There's just spare coins from. Oh, I'm a bit disappointed now. I'm so sorry, Jenning. I didn't. When he said before, I was like, um, where did you find that? <laughs> but, um, that's why I brought it back so we can take it to one of those change things or just like, I don't know, find somebody that give it to you. But that yeah, was... it's probably only about six euros in there and like one cent <laughs> coins. <laughs> okay. So just. <sighs> another lesson to be learned. Another lesson to be learned. <laughs> this is the. We, we're throwing storage lessons at you, uh, uh, you know, all the time here. Um, so let's just let's just right. We're at twenty minutes in, so I feel like we've had a little bit of a therapy session. This here. is this is very cathartic actually, because it's <clears throat> excuse me. And I think just before you recap, one of the hardest things we found about emptying our storage unit wasn't the money that we'd spent storing stuff we don't want anymore. It wasn't the time it's been there. It wasn't the ball ache of having to go down and empty it. That was that's just that's just logistics, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But what was really quite, I don't know what the right word is, like jolting, was that it was basically a time capsule of our life five years ago. And I think if you're going to store stuff, whether you're moving abroad for a set period of time or whether you're like us, it just rolls and rolls and then you go back. It's almost like somebody's saying to you with all your belongings from five years ago, 10 years ago, this is a life you could have had. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this so much before when we talk about our why and our framework. Like you have to really consider what you're giving up, mm-hmm. what you're walking away from. And the thing with the storage is that it's like it, it's like that physical representation of what you walked away from. And even though we've had an ace five years and we wouldn't make any decisions differently, mm-hmm. no, even knowing what we know now, but it was really quite upsetting, actually. It was. And we've, we've kind of bickered this week um, a little bit. I don't know whether you do the same with your partner. No, we haven't. <laughs> Lol. Lols. <laughs> you looked at me then as if like, you've been serious. <laughs> I don't know, because I've got in trouble this week more often than I... I think I've got in trouble more in the last seven days than I have in the last, like, seven months. Don't seem to have done anything right. Um, and, um, and and I think... Poor Al. <laughs> I know poor me. Should we set you up a GoFundMe page so you can leave me? You could start off with the coins in that Tom and Tool <laughs> thing. You can give me that. Um, but I think we've both realised, particularly today, unpacking the last of it, in the Malaga sun, 31, no, 32 degrees it is today, sitting up with the sun pouring down on our heads, emptying all this stuff, the last of our stuff. We just realised that actually we're just really sad and it's okay to be sad. Because as Leanne said, it's the cost. The cost of living this life is that you can't carry around, you know, all the cups that you ever got for your birthday. You can't, you have to take your wedding photos out of the frame and put them into a, um, into a, you know, into a book or something to keep them. Talking of books, um, I, I've collected books since I was about 20. I'm now 45. So I've got 25 years worth of books. Um, and we got rid of maybe fifty percent when we left when we left um, the UK, mm-hmm. but there was still about another two or three hundred books in that storage unit, and I pared that down to about eight, and it was heartbreaking. And the ants done the same because you mm-hmm. like cookbooks, you've got loads of great cookbooks, so many great cookbooks and psychology books as well. Mm-hmm. That it's just 
you know, it's like, well, I can't take more with me. So then you're forced to choose between your favourites. We don't have kids, but imagine it'd be something similar. <laughs> it's, um, it's really hard. And it's just always that. I think the most difficult thing about kind of living and working abroad is that you, or particularly if you're nomadic, actually, maybe more so if you're nomadic than if you're an expat, is that there is always this sense of, of lacking belonging or lacking kind of a base or roots mm. or some stability. And again, I think it's when you see this stuff, it's almost like, well, if I wasn't doing this, I could have all my stuff around me. I could have my massive bookshelf with all the books on. I'll never pick them up and read them, mm-hmm. but I'd have them. And then that's when you kind of jolt back the other way and go, well, I wouldn't read them. It's just stuff. It's just ego having a bookshelf full of books. I've got my Kindle full of books, but no one can see them. So how will they know I'm clever? <laughs> but it's, you know, it's it's just, it's such a mix of emotions and such a, whiplash of a whiplash of a scenario i think i just oh, it's so hard and i think we've worked really hard to stay in the moment stay in the present make decisions that are right for us at the right time but going back i know this has kind of t- turned into something a bit more emotional than what you probably expected should i store my shit or not but this is the reality of it mm-hmm. if it has this long term these are the feelings it's gonna gonna throw up and and that's what's hard to deal with not the six grand storage bill I think that's 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 it. And if we knew what we were going to be doing, that we we're settling down in two years or something, then it might be different. We might have said, yes, we'll pay the extra 600, 800, whatever euros it is to keep it for another two years. But the fact is that neither of us can really see this lifestyle changing much. I mean, we were talking before. <laughs> in a period of 72 hours, we went from, shall we stay in Spain forever, to why don't we go and do three months out of Schengen, three months in Schengen, to now potentially getting a Spanish visa and staying in visa, staying in Spain for six months and somewhere else for six months. And so this is just the discussion in the last 72 hours. Um, so nothing in the future is guaranteed, certainly for us. And I'd imagine if you're a long-term traveler, you don't know where you're going to be probably in six months, let alone in six years. So I think all of that I'm trying to say is that if you are at the point where you're thinking of storing stuff, and you're thinking, yes, what do I do with all my lovely stuff I've collected over the last 50 years? Just ask yourself, one, is it replaceable? If it's totally replaceable, yes, store it. Um, two, is it sentimental? Um, and and three, could I just put a little bit of money aside each month so that when I do settle, I can go and rebuy all the things that I think I need to store? Agreed. <laughs> So, there you go. I think that kind of covers... I know it's been almost like a therapy session with you guys. and It has. Thank you for listening. <laughs> but I think it's. I think the, the main thing to ask, ask oneself if you're going to store, is one, realistically, can I put a time frame to this? If you can't, storage probably isn't a good idea. Two, how much of all this stuff is actually, as Al said, irreplaceable or sentimental, in which case, yes, you need to figure out a way to keep that in your life. Um. And three, I guess it's just that that emotional side of it. Are you are you really wanting to make a time capsule of your life right now? Go through whatever adventures you're going to go through the next five, ten years and come back to what you could have won. That's so, like, Confucius kind of like. <laughs> is there a, is there a, a Confuciusness? Um, yeah, I think that's, that's really, really good. So... If you if you are thinking of doing something like this, then I'd be intrigued. We'd be intrigued. Just send us an email, podcast at 
Uh, no, no, it's not. It's a sideways life at gmail.com. Got confused with that other podcast there. Um, so sideways life at gmail.com or go onto Instagram, search for a sideways life. In fact, you know what? I've discovered that I think that we dominate Google. So you can just go into Google and type a sideways life in and a sideways life. And we like we're everything. So you can uh, find us there. We are everything. We are everything. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry. There was a there was a company that did. Um, I think they sold sports gears, sports gear for people who did snowboarding. They were called SidewaysLife.com, and now they're on like page eleven because we've just ruined their business. Mm. Mm. Should have started a podcast. Shouldn't they should have done. So, Speaking of podcasts, mm. as I mentioned there, if you if you are interested in the business side of world if you want to hear about our other podcast which is all about people and culture it's called truth lies and workplace culture if you want to hear a different side of us and it is very different we're we're a bit more professional but if you're interested that's your bag go and check it out it's now live as of today on Mm -hmm. apple podcast spotify and probably your other platforms of choice Uh, so yeah the truth lies and workplace culture podcast there's five episodes maybe you'll like it just don't Google it because we're not gonna, we're not even on page one yet. <laughs> but I'll, I'll sort that out. Yeah. Okay, guys. So next week we have a an amazing guest. You will love her for so many reasons. She's so down to earth. Her name is Jessica. Uh, she runs something called Decipher Spain, which is a website and a company all about how to live in Spain and and to get around the bureaucracy. Um, talking of which, I found our license for a dangerous dog which we mentioned, I mm-hmm. think, on the pod podcast recently, um, which took us about four years to get, and the dog had died before uh, before we managed to get the, <laughs> get the license. <laughs> Dead anyway. now, of course. Anyway, so, um, yep, look out for that. It's coming up next time. I think you're really going to enjoy it. If you are thinking of living and working in Spain on a longer than a, th- than a 90-day work- tourist visa, which technically you can't work on, then... Um, Tune in, you will hear Jessica talk all about your options. And um, I apologize in advance, my sound is awful on it, so you're going to have a weird chopped up version where I'll be asking the questions, then we'll be cutting to her actually replying to them on Zoom. But that's next week. So, is there anything else to say? I don't think so. Thanks again for listening and Thank you. helping us, helping therapizers. And also, do you know what? Um, we, we mentioned last week Beth, Beth and Shelley. Um, they sent us an email, and now we communicate via via video now. We yeah, send each we're going to meet for drinks, hopefully, yeah. depending where we end up. So you, we're not quite as posh and fancy and famous as you might think. <laughs> no one thinks I'm posh or fancy for one. That's true. That's true. So um, we'll Bye. see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.